And welcome back to another episode of Grounded with Brandon and Craig. This is a special episode. It is episode 101. Uh, we did not record on Monday this week because of Memorial Day. Um, but so here we are going to do a just a quick podcast because there's some things that we're going to have to talk about. So welcome again. I'm Brandon. And I'm Craig. And have we ever done a quick podcast? No. Okay. I was just, uh, I was just checking, uh, just to make sure. So yeah, we are at episode 101. We've all had, um, since last Monday to, and this is, uh, Wednesday, by the way. It is. And, uh, so if you're, whenever you're listening to this and, um, Memorial Day was, uh, this past Monday. Beautiful week though, wasn't it? It was a beautiful week. Perfect. Uh, was camping from Wednesday to, uh, Monday. Just living, and, um, living I'm, the dream. I'm still recouping. Oh, I'm sure. I'm still recouping. You bro. came back I'm, and I asked, I was like, do you need a vacation from your vacation? Yeah. So we got back Monday, um, probably about noon and, um, you know, unpacked the camper and that takes a couple hours to right. laundry and all that stuff. And, um, so I literally fell asleep on the couch about nine 30, got up, went to bed about 1130 and, um, I could hardly get up on uh, Tuesday. I was right. so tired right. and I think my body is just recouping and needed the rest yeah but it was fun we had a really good time and um it's funny because the first couple nights that we were there it got down to 40 and 42 oh, degrees yeah. we had to run the, the furnace in the camper oh my and then the last night we were there we ran the air conditioner i'm exactly. like what in the world is going just on just put my air conditioners in and started to run those yesterday it got so hot in our bedroom the other night you know it's bad when uh Allie's like we're gonna have to turn the air conditioner on right because she's always freezing. Mrs. So. Freeze, right? Right. <laughs> she's like the freeze miser. <laughs> yeah, we actually went away last weekend as well for a little bit. Um, we got away from Thursday to Saturday, celebrated our 15-year anniversary. And these guys go away for a romantic weekend. And he sends me pictures of them playing Battleship and Old Maid. I'm like, bro, it's a romantic <laughs> weekend. What do we you didn't do? play Old Maid. We practically did. We, we played some cards as well, but... Dude, I'm like, he sent me a, a Snapchat of them playing Battleship. I'm like, what are you guys, 12? I'm like, <laughs> Battleship is awesome. I forgot how great it is. We I sat know, there and it played. It was awesome. When I was 12. We sat there and played for like an hour. It was great. The, the cabin. We, hey, I, I love that you guys had a great time. We awesome, did. awesome. We did. I loved we, it. Loved it. We went hiking. <laughs> so we went to Hocking Hill, stayed in a cabin. And um, What cabins did you stay in? So I got an Airbnb cabin. And okay. it literally, and I told Allie, it's like, I hope. Was it pretty expensive or no? It wasn't too bad. No, it wasn't awful. Like $300 a night? No, it was less than that. $200 it was, a night? It was just over $500 for the two nights. Wow. So it was like, yeah, a little over 250 a night. Wow. When, when you're like Elon Musk, it, that's, right, exactly. that's like, that's like, uh, yeah. money you lose in the couch while you're sleeping. Yeah, I mean, we drove like our Tesla down. And, yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, you did. But it, it was nice because, so we, we went down a few years ago, um, 2020, 2021, I think, um, with the kids. And we stayed in a tiny cabin down there, but it was more of like a campground setup where they had like a bunch of tiny cabins mm-hmm, spaced mm-hmm. about, you know, 15, 20 yards apart. And it was perfect because it had bunk beds and everything. The kids right. loved it. We hiked with them there. Um, but this time I found this tiny cabin on Airbnb and it was kind of secluded. It was off. It was up on a hillside. Um, there wasn't really anyone around. There was another one kind of just down the lane a little bit, but there was a lot of, okay. you know, forest and stuff between you. Um, had a hot tub, had a fire pit. They had a grill in the back. We didn't use that because we went out to eat. There were a couple of places we wanted to go eat. Um, but it was a really open concept, super small, small living room, small kitchen, little breakfast nook, um, you know, bedroom. It was all kind of open concept. I told Allie, it's like, I hope when the kids move out, they don't move far because if they do, they're going to have to get a hotel when they come back to visit us because that's what we're building. Like kids move out and we're going to build something like that. Yeah. Well, 
Good luck with that. I don't know where I'm going to keep all my shoes, but... Oh, my goodness, yeah. Right? We, uh, the biggest diva in Ohio <laughs> is sitting across from me right now. He's got more shoes and tights than Kim Kardashian. I'm like, wow. I was about to spit my coffee out. <laughs> Speaking of coffee. Speaking of coffee. We are drinking we, uh, some good coffee this morning. Very was, good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I actually may have to get on and see if they have this still. Um, I saw – maybe they'll send it. My I've got my black rifle that's – um, being delivered here in the next couple of days, okay. but um, this is the service roast. It was a special roast, so I think I'd have to get on and um, and get it. But it says women have served in crucial roles during military conflict since the American Revolution, but World War II was the first time women formally served as part of the United States military. Signed on June 12, 1948, the Women's Armed Services Integrated Act it legally permitted women to serve in the U.S. Armed Forces in several official capacities. Now we're talking about. True women, right? We're not talking about guys who think they're women and try to dress up like women. No, we are not. Speaking yeah. of, <laughs> but that was that's that's a very good coffee, though. It's I, very um, good. It's I, smooth. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, I, um, you know, I already had coffee this morning. By the way, I'm bring, I was drinking Beyond Black. That's so good, very good. And so I had a, like a half a tumbler full, and um, Brandon's like, "Oh, you need to try this." And I'm like, oh, "I got a half a tumbler. It's just good with a little cup, and it, it's actually very good." Yeah. So um, that uh, that was given to us anonymously. So thank you very much. I, yep, that's really good. Um, but yeah, um, I was <laughs> we were um, you know talking about real women and all that. I saw something. I don't know if you sent it to I, me. Or? I showed you yesterday the North Face. No, no, no. I was talking about this. I don't know if somebody sent it to me or told me that, you know, um, we get mad at a seven year old boy for dressing oh, yes. up like an Indian, but we, we actually think we, it's okay for a grown man to dress up like a woman and think pretend he's a that woman. he's a woman. A woman. Yeah. Makes no sense to me, does it you? It, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a satanic agenda. I mean, we've Absolutely. been saying this over and over and over again. And as sadly, tomorrow is, begins the, Whole demonic thing of Pride Month. Can we and, just um, skip the month of June? You know what? I'd like to take back the month of June in a fast flurry, man. Mm. I'd like to chokehold this thing. And um but you know, if you write if you look at the word together, Pride Month is what you they told have. me this earlier. This kind of in the middle me. of Pride Month, right smack dab in the middle is D E M O N. What's Demon. that spell? Demon. Yeah. If that is not, uh, that's not an accident. Um, it is not very demonic. And, and here's the thing. The world's the world. The culture's the culture. The government's the government. But I'm telling you what, if you're a Christian, you support this. You're not on the same side of God. You're not on the same side of God's word. You can get mad at me all day long. Mm-hmm. You can me hate me all day long. I do not care because you're not a Christian and you and I go toe to toe, eyeball to eyeball every day about this. You need Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior to convict your heart because if you support this, that means that you're allowing this to take place. And that means that you're allowing mm-hmm. even people in your own family without you Speaking up in the name of God. And, um, I mean, I know there's people in this church who, who, who support that. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to call you out. I'm going to call you out. I'm going to make life miserable on you this month because, um, it is, it's, it's wrong. You, you, you are, you are following a satanic agenda and there's no God in your heart whatsoever. And, and I, and you know, I'm not mad at the world because the world's the world. Right. But I'm angry at Christians. It is a blight on the face of God. It, it is a blight mm-hmm. in, um, so I, I have no patience for Christians who are just waffling and go along to get along. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, it literally turns my stomach. I want to yeah. puke. I want to puke. Right. And I talked about, um, in my sermon, we'll get into that here in a little bit. I'm going to have to 
jet out of here here in a few minutes and go grab my iPad because I forgot to grab it. I printed your stuff off, but I forgot my. I figured you can fill in thirty seconds. I mean, you can talk plenty. What? Oh, okay. Just checking, making sure you're awake. Um, but you know, I talked about Christians and you know striving to live a holy life, and and part of that is is listening to our convictions and standing up for what we know is is absolutely true. Um, and and I read it, and we'll, I'll read it here in a little bit. But I read a a quote from Louis Giglio about the passage in First Peter that we were in, and he was talking about how we should look, you know, we should act different from the people that we you know work with and the right. people that we live around, and um, you know, all of this stuff. And I said, you know, that may mean as much as people don't want to hear this that we we stop shopping at certain stores that are promoting this godless agenda that you were just talking about when it comes to to pride and all of that and and, and I wrote those words before all the junk come out last week at you know Target about Target I said hogwash I'm not really sure where that come out come from it was probably better than what was going through my mind I guess I, I see but, all kinds of things right it's like, like where did from? that come from but I mean, the bible tells us to we are to be um in the world but not of the world correct but there's so many christians that are of the world right they're taking part of the world yeah and, and there's no stand whatsoever I, I don't get it right i i don't get it i mean in Daniel's time, you would have been bowing before the golden calf or the golden idol or bowing to the king because you wanted to save your own hide. And, th- and this is what we're talking about. It's just, it's just absolutely, you know, 100%, um, dead wrong. And so, I mean, you, you look at the culture, you look at the government and you're, and we're going to be so inundated with this garbage and this demonic, um, rhetoric this month. It, it's, it's literally going to turn your stomach. I mean, you're, you're not going to be able to, to, I mean, to go through. I mean, so we talked about Target, um, last time we've talked about, I mean, now Coles is coming out with Kohl's. onesies for babies yep. for Pride Month and transgender. Like you can have a transgender baby. How's that possible? How is right. it possible? Did you see what the Los Angeles Dodgers did on their field? I did not, but I heard about it. And that... I'm about to send you the video. Oh. It, it's the most vile, disgusting thing that I've ever seen. I know it wasn't the Dodgers involved, but they allowed that to come in at Dodger Stadium. Now, here's the thing about Dodger Stadium: the Dodgers actually own their stadium. It's not. Right. It's not owned by the county. It's not owned by California. It's not like. It's not like um, you know, like Synergy Field was owned by Cincinnati. You know what right. I mean? Right. They own it. The, the Dodgers own that, their so they allowed that to come their, in. Yes. That's like allowing somebody that has an ulterior motive to come into our church to use our building. Well, we're not going to let that happen. Right. So the Dodgers, um, of course, they're in California, but there was a cross and there was this, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be all out frank. Okay. So you guys can get mad at me if you want. There was this guy, he looked as gay as you could possibly be hanging on a cross, bald headed, wearing this small tourniquet around his waist. And thankfully there was something around his waist and climbing up behind him on the cross Okay, it's this is mocking Jesus. Mm-hmm. Climbing up him uh, behind the cross is this other guy who looks as gay as the guy on the cross, slithering up the back. He ends up climbing. I don't know how he did it, um, but he come up over the cross. Literally, he's like his um, midsection is at this guy's face, and he's gyrating in this guy's face, and then he slithers down um, the cross. It was the most vile, disgusting, perverted thing. That I have seen, and this is, you tell me that this is not all about just your rights and your pride mm-hmm. and I'm gay and I'm coming out. This is an all out assault about, uh, on Jesus Christ and God in his word. And if you're a Christian and you support this stuff, 
Shame on you. Mm-hmm. Shame on you. You know what? You're going to get my boot up your hindquarters because you, it is not. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we don't. We don't. We don't belong in the same place. No. If you believe that as a Christian, yeah. Just don't. Don't. Just don't. Yeah. Just don't do it. It, 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 um, and every year it gets worse. There's something, there's something every year that gets yeah. worse when it comes to this. And, mm-hmm. um, so, um, but you know, there's so many things that they're going, and now our show, That's the chosen. Say. So, so it's one thing, um, you know, and, and I mentioned North. So Face I'm not watching the chosen anymore. So just, no, know. yeah, we'll get to there. It's one thing, um, for these companies. Who are kind of in the world to be right. doing this? It's almost expected, and so we as Christians have to stand up. And you know, um, I watched a video yesterday, and it's like, hey, you know, look, Target Bud Lighted themselves. You know, that's kind of the new phrase. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, so and so Bud Lighted themselves. They're like, hey, you know, it's our turn. Right. Uh, North Face came out with an ad with a transgender dude that w- it was disgusting. Oh, it was disgusting. Um, it was gross. And yeah, it was just weird. But then when you have Christians or so-called ministries who are – I wouldn't say they're promoting it, but when you allow it to happen, you're supporting it. If you allow it to happen, then yeah, you're promoting it. Let me ask you something. Yes. If um, if you – yeah, any time. Yeah, yeah. If if you allow it to happen, then you're then you're promoting it. You're, yeah. I mean, you, there's no getting around it. You, so it's like you're being hoodwinked by Satan. You you can't say you know you can't you can't soften up. No, this is, folks. This is an attack against God. Mm-hmm. This is attack against Jesus Christ. This is not about pride. This is not about being gay. This is not about being transgender. This is not about the LGBTQ plus whatever you want to call that. This is an all out assault against God. And yeah. if you can't see it again, shame on you. Yeah. Shame on you. It's, I, I, you're not, you and I are on the same team. We ain't going to be on the same right. team. Sorry. So here's what happened. Um, Officially, Craig and I are, and I hate it. You know, we were talking about it when you support something so much, and then you come to find out it's like, well, can't support that anymore. I hate getting hoodwinked. Exactly. I, I, I don't mind people making mistakes, but I don't like people acting like Pharisees who are Christians. I don't like people who try to act like they're one thing and they're not. I don't like getting hoodwinked. I don't like getting lied to. I and, think this puts. And their response here is 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 just audacious. But so this gentleman, John Root. Um, Tagged the chosen on Twitter and he said, can you explain why there's a pride flag on set? And there's a couple of pictures here, um, where, um, on this person's camera and camera setup, this person who's filming, there is a pride flag that's taped to their setup right there. Mm-hmm. The chosen responded, just like with our hundreds of cast and crew, we have different beliefs, parentheses, or no belief at all, or that who have different beliefs or no belief at all than we do, we will work with anyone on our show who helps us portray or honor the authentic Jesus. We ask that audiences let the show speak for itself and focus on the message, not the messenger, because we'll always let you down. Let me put that in terms for us. So here's here's how this is going down. This is what they're saying, essentially. Craig, yes. you're, you're the minister here at RCC. Right. Mm-hmm. Say it comes out um, that you're having an affair. You're mm-hmm. not repentant of that. You're continuing to do that. Everyone knows it. And we release a statement here at RCC. 
where it's like, hey, you know what? Craig's just a human. Um, he's going to live his life, but his messages are good. So continue, what he says up front is right. What he says up front is right. Yeah. So continue to listen to him. Um, you know, don't. It's it's almost like the Wizard of Oz. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Exactly. But don't you lose all credit? You lose credibility. You lose credit. We would never do that, no. right? That would we would never. But that's what Dallas Jenkins. I'm sorry, you're the you're the face of the chosen, bud. You're allowing this to happen. That's essentially, and he probably wrote that response. You're right. Um, just because it sounds worded like he mm-hmm. would he would word Way it. Way too wordy. Um, you know, just like with hundreds of our cast and crew who believe, you know. Don't we ask that the audiences let the show speak for itself and focus on the message, not the messenger, because we'll always let you down. And so here's the deal. Again, if you allow it, you're supporting it. I understand that you've you've got people in the cinematic industry who are working with you that maybe don't believe that, but you still have to have guidelines as totally a different. Christian um, organization, as a ministry. And I love what this guy, this John Root said he said in another, in another tweet tagged the chosen again um he said christians just like we boycotted target and bud light bud light's gross anyways we need to boycott oh, you, the chosen like the regular yeah the regular okay. bud no okay gotcha beer's nasty um just like we target uh boycotted target and bud light we need to boycott the chosen tv the promotion of the pride flag is never acceptable in church or any form of ministry. None. I love, I love that sentence. He says, while you boycott and encourage friends, and, and this is really um, getting to the heart of it, while you encourage friends and family to do the same, please pray for Dallas Jenkins, the actors and actresses, production crew, and everyone at Angel Studios so they may understand the error of their ways. And see, that's really good because what, what you could do, right, whatever, whatever reason that flag went up and, you know, probably wasn't the whole cast and crew that no, did that, no. but it was probably somebody who was low level. That will give you an opportunity to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And here's where Christians totally drop, drop the ball. The yep. ball. Because what happens is somebody in your family, a niece, a son, a grandson, a grandchild, um, a cousin, uh, an aunt, an uncle comes out as gay or, you know, and all this. So you start to get weak. You have the opportunity. You've been put there for a reason to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ can save you from your sins. Now, the problem is, is that most Christians who support this don't believe that it's a sin or they'll say, I don't think it's right, but they don't truly believe that person yeah. is dying and going to hell because the Bible actually says you're going to go to hell if you do that. Right. Here's the other thing I've heard recently. And guess what? If you're a coward as a Christian, the Bible also says you're going to hell. Yeah. You can't be a coward. And most people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, folks, this is it is our time to shine. Yep. This is your time to shine during this month. Don't you dare back down. Don't you mm-hmm. dare buckle under the pressure. You get in there, you get your sea legs on, you put on the armor of God, you buckle up that belt, and you you stand straight and tall and don't let anybody get any advancement on you at yep. all. I'm Absolutely. just telling you. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. It's it's um this is war. War. You're in spiritual warfare right now. Don't, don't, don't flesh and blood this thing. Don't, 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 don't look at this and, you know, I like to smack that guy up the head or I like to, no, no, no. This is, this is a spiritual warfare. You got somebody in your family who's, who, who supports this, then you pray for them. Yeah. You ask God to give you the opportunity to talk to them this month about who he is. Don't you dare be afraid. I'm guaranteeing you 99.9% of the people who you come to this church or any other church, who have somebody that, and they don't think it's right. They they don't they don't have what it takes to actually talk to somebody 
they just kind of go along with the flow. Right. Christians that go along to get along, I, I have no no tolerance yeah. for that. And, and if you just None. ignore None. it and act like it, it's not even there, guess what? You're accepting it. 100% you've accepted if it. If you accept it, you promote it. Here's the other thing I've was heard. It Jesus said, by your silence, you betray me? Or who, who, who said that? Or was that Abraham Lincoln? Maybe, maybe Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, is that the Craig Brad version of something? Yeah, I don't know what that was. I, I, I just, I've heard that before, but right. I, I agree with that though. But I've heard this a lot lately too, is that, you know, well, you know, I've got sin in my life too, and so I really can't say anything about them. Well, greatest, if, greatest lie of Satan. It is. Satan is trying to, to convince you that you're right in that thought, but the truth is, is that yes, I have sin in my life, but I acknowledge it as sin, and I strive to not commit that sin, and when I do, I ask God for forgiveness. I repent. Right. I turn back to Him, and the Holy Spirit helps me fight against that right, sin right. when it, when it tries to bring me down. Right. There's a difference in that and then living in sin, and that's what we as Christians have to understand. Is that yes, their sin and my sin will send me to hell without the blood of Jesus Christ, without being repentant, without having a repentant heart. Exactly. And that's where the difference is. There's a difference in having sin in your life, which we're going to, and living in sin. And right. so we have to fight against that. You know, you, you look at Jesus and, every, and people will say that. Well, well, Jesus, um, loved people and Jesus accepted people and met people where they were. Yes, he loved people. Yes, he met people where they were. Jesus did not accept them. Jesus never accepted their sin. He always said, what? Go and sin no more. He always pointed them to the, the right way. And he says, yes, you know, you are a sinner, but there's a better way. But he accepted somebody who was broken. He broke, he, he accepted somebody who was ready. He always said, go and leave your life of sin. Go and sin no more. But he wasn't tolerant he of didn't people. Didn't accept who, their sin. No, no, no. Yeah. Not at all. And, and here's the other thing about this too is that he wasn't real patient with people no. who were just out, out sinning. Right. Like, and, and had no repentant heart. What about the Pharisees? Pharisees. Yeah. What about anybody else that you see? I mean, you know, the thing about it is, is that you have Anglo-Saxon whited Woked out, wimped out Jesus. Exactly. When I read God's word, Jesus is anything but woke, wimped, or anything Weak. else. Yeah. He is He is 100% God, God in the flesh, and God is all-powerful. Mm -hmm. God is not a wimp, folks. And if you think that God's a wimp, if you think that God is some pasty white Jesus on a stained glass window, shame on you. Mm -hmm. That's not God. Nope. That's not the God of the Bible. Read your Bible, folks. Yeah. Read your Bible. And if you're saying, well, you know, everybody's sin, well, why you come to church then and hear a sermon every week? Right. What's the difference? Then why would you ever want to be convicted? Right. That's not, that, that, that's not even an argument. Folks, pull, pull your, pull your heads out of the sand. Get, yep. get them to where they need to be. Mm -hmm. Get in the Word of God. Guaranteed, most of these people are reading God's Word. And exactly. if they are reading God's Word, they're not applying it. Right. They're not allowing God's Word to right. speak to them. Cause they've already, you know, um, you know, shut God out. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like we're talking about Saul this week. Yeah. Um, you know, God will remove your, his spirit from you. Right, right. And I believe some Christians who say they're Christians, God has removed their spirit from yep. his spirit from you because there's no spirit of God in you. Right. I can tell. Yep. If you support this garbage, I can tell there's no spirit of God in you whatsoever. We ain't on the same team. Yep. And you can get mad at me if you want. I don't care. We are not on the same team yep. at all. So there it is. We officially pull our endorsement of the chosen and 100%. We uh, we do not support that garbage anymore unless they come out and say, hey, you know what? We were wrong. We were wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So same that with Target. Us, same with Target. Oh, I've never been a fan of – I I quit shopping at Target six or seven years ago. Dude, when, you bought your tights at Target. What are you talking not, about? did not. Did not. You're jealous of my tights. Yeah, really. 
Um, but that, that's a great segue into uh, my message from Sunday. We'll just kind of push through this, kind of hit the highlights because I know, you know, we were going to keep this short and we're already like 20 minutes in. So, yeah, well, we um, but I kind of really tied a bow on the other six areas that you had hit over the past month and a half on this idea of leveling up. And I talked about how, um, you know, I've been playing Mario Brothers, Super Mario 3, especially right. with my kids um, mm-hmm. because they wanted to get the Wii out and play. I did most of the playing. That's shame on me. I should have let them play and learn from their mistakes. But I I said, you know, when you're playing a video game like that, there's three things that you have to do if you want to level up, if you want to make it to the next level. First, got to pay attention. Um, And I gave an example of my wife walking in front of me while I was trying to play, and I fell down into the hole and died. Um, You know, I I wasn't paying attention. I got distracted. Um, The second thing – Is that on Mario? Yeah. Have you ever played the Oregon Trail? Yes. I, I mentioned that on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, where I mean, have you ever like died on the Oregon Trail? I died of dysentery. Yeah, and a snake bite. Yeah, I died of a snake bite one time yeah. years ago. But so you can go to I think it's retrogames.com. Yeah, and you can play on your computer the old Oregon Trail. You know, Anita gets um, you know yellow fever and we're down for twelve days. So like, ah, oh, come on, Anita. So, <laughs> hey, Allie, sweetie, I love you. I was playing the Oregon Trail. Um, it's been a year or so ago. And I always put in my family. Poor Allie always is the first to die. I don't know why it is. But the last time I played, she got lost for four days. It's like you you get held up Maybe for four days. Maybe she did that on purpose just to get a break. She probably did. She was like, Brandon's she talking my ear break. off. I yeah. just need to go. She's like, my, I need to go away for four days. The tights, the running shoes. My <laughs> goodness. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Second yeah. thing you have to do is be intentional. Where have we heard that before? Right. Um, and then the last thing is to learn from your mistakes. If you, if you don't apply what you've learned, then you're just going through the motions. You're just going to make the same mistake again. Um, and, and that kind of goes back to what we were talking about of living in sin. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, you go and you, it's like, well, you know, we'll get to it here in a little bit, but you know, where Paul talks about, well, if God gives me grace when I sin, right. why don't I just keep on sinning so I can have even more grace? Well, that's not how that works. That's not what, yeah. Um, and so I said the, the truth is is that while those principles are applied to games, they're also applied to our lives. We have to pay attention. We have to be intentional, and we have to learn from our mistakes. Um, and I I realized early on in my life that internal war that j- continues even now to go on of wanting to be set apart, wanting to be um, you know different than the rest of the world, set apart for God, but yet at the same time wanting to fit in. I was about 12, 13 years old, 14 years old, and I was playing high school baseball, and and you know how that goes. You're hanging around those guys, and you you begin to act like they act and talk like they talk, and and for me, you know, it wasn't a good representation of a disciple of Jesus. And so, um, you know, I ended up not playing baseball my junior and senior year. For the high school, I continued to play through the summer and and whatnot for summer ball, but – Truthfully, I wish I would have continued to play and been a better example to them. Right. I wish I would have been at a deeper level in my my faith, but I was thirteen, I was fourteen. You know, right? I hadn't been a Christian that long. Um, but anyway, so I, I asked the question because we should strive to be different, but so often we just want to fit in, right? We just yeah. want to be like everybody else. And so I asked the question: Are you different? And, yes, you are. Yes, I am. Um, and so. I know what you mean, though. Exactly. And so we're called to be different. We're called to be holy. We're called to be set apart. Well, it goes back to what we, what I said a few minutes ago about the, you know, we're to be in this world, but not of this world. Correct. Um, it's really, uh, you know, people, people, um, attach 
everything to this world, everything, mm-hmm. jobs or marriages or families or it, it almost becomes who we are. It's our identity of our, you know what I mean? It's like this world is, um, becomes our life and yes. our life is not this world. Right. Uh, you know, the old hymn, you know, this world is not my home and mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm just passing through. That's 100%, exactly. 100% biblical that, you know, this is not my home. The Bible said that this life is like a vapor. It's like a, the mist. Here it's gone. Yeah. And, but we don't, we don't realize it's kind of like, uh, I was thinking about something on the way over here today. I, I was thinking, um, I heard, actually heard this on the, I was listening to, um, the 80s station on Sirius XM. And they said that this is the, uh, 40 years ago. I don't, this is way before your time, bro. Um, 40 years ago, MASH aired its final episode. Remember MASH? I do remember okay. MASH. Yeah. So I watched it. First run. I, I loved MASH when I was growing up. And, yeah. Um, if it was 40 years ago, I did not watch it. We just lost connection with the mouse. It's fine. Okay. So I, um, I thought 40 years ago, cause I remember, uh, we went over to this, uh, my brother and some friends of ours, we went over to this guy's, his house. His name is Dick Gerald. And, um, we went over to his house and watched the final episode, um, together. It was like a two hour episode, mm-hmm. a really good episode. And I was thinking that was 40 years ago, right? 40. And, um, I couldn't believe it. You probably and remember it like it was yesterday. I do. And so when David, um, says, or life is like a vapor, or mm-hmm. it's like a mist, it's mm-hmm. like a fog, he's 100% yeah. right. Cause 40 years ago is just like a drop in the hat. Yeah. And I know that you haven't been around for 40 years, but the older you get, mm-hmm. time, you look back, it doesn't seem like that long ago. Yeah. I mean, even like, uh, when you were 20, it seems like when you were five, that was a long time ago. Right. That was only 15 years ago. 15 years for me seems like yesterday. Yeah. I, I can't believe. So it is like that. Cause I'm like, okay, 40 years from now, um, mm-hmm. I'll be 107. <laughs> awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Perfect. So that's not going to happen. I, I won't be here. And, oh, it might. Uh, oh my goodness. God may bless you. That might, then you'd be 87. Oh gosh. Are we still going to be doing this if we're here? Yes. Welcome hey, to Grounded. Everybody. I'm Craig. Am I Craig? Why do you sound like a parrot? <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Brandon and my pet parrot, Craig. So much for the short podcast, right? Exactly. Anyway, but you're right. We're, are you different? We are supposed to be different. And yeah. I, and I think that it's a, you know, you asked the question, you have to be intent or you've made a statement. You have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. You have to be intentional to be different. Yeah. Or guess what? You won't be. Mm-hmm. You'll be just like everybody else. Yeah. You will fall in line like a good drone and you'll just be getting that long line of whatever happens and you'll do it. Folks, that's not your life. Right. Christianity is so much more. It's so sad to see a Christian not living their life like Jesus wants you to live it. Right. And, um, you know, I, I just, I think it's, 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 it's brutal. Um, I love the uh, quote from Charles Schwab. Did you hear that? Did I did. you see that one? I did. I and I'm not it. sure what his context was here, but I, I don't know if he realizes how well this uh, really goes with being a Christian. He said the hardest struggle of all is to be something different from what the average man is. Yeah, see, that is a very good quote. That's the hardest struggle quote. of all is to be different, something different from what the average man is because we – we don't want to be made fun of. We don't want to be singled out. We we just want to fit in, and that's why so many Christians go along to get along. That's why so many Christians support. Let me ask you a question. Pride did, Month. Did Jesus go along to get along? Not at all. Was he different? Yes, he was. Was he different from the average man? Yes, he was. Even though he was there, but he was. I mean, the Bible tells us that people said, "Never a man has spoke like a, this man. Right. Never a man right. has done this uh, has this stuff." And so he was totally different. And so, yeah. And who's our example? 
Jesus, Jesus Christ. Who are to be like? Jesus Christ. You're not going to be like him because you're perfect, but guess what? You you are to be like Jesus Christ. So exactly. what's that mean? You're to be different. Come on, folks. Yep. Come on. I'm glad they didn't say be like John the Baptist because I don't know that I would want to eat locusts. I, I love don't honey. I locusts, but you know what? I do love John the Baptist. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I read this reminder from Ephesians chapter 4, 21 and 22 from Paul. He says, since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. There are a lot of words here in these past, in these scriptures that, that I used that I believe are very intentional from the writers. Mm-hmm. And Paul here says, he doesn't say, mm-hmm. you know, step aside from your sinful nature, just kind of push it to the side, get away from it. No, he says, throw it off. Mm-hmm. You know, if you throw something, you're trying, you know, you're getting it away from you. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're just laying it to the side so you can, you know, mm-hmm. pick it up later. Mm-hmm. No, you're throwing it off. Right. Um, and so I, th- I think that his his words are intentional there. Um, First Peter one thirteen through sixteen. This is a good verse. Um, really good verse actually. Mm-hmm. And and these are good verses that um I think we just need to continue to saturate our minds with. Yeah. I mean, because we hear them, sometimes we hear these verses so much we, we don't think about, but we really need to think about this. So it says, so prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. How does that line go against um, what we see going on today? Mm-hmm. Prepare your minds for action. Yep. God's talking about prepare your mind for what he wants, and that's the action that you have. Put on... Uh, put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. Mm-hmm. So you must live as God's obedient children. Do you hear this verse? That's verse 14. You have to live as God's obedient children. Yep. That means you can't go against God's word, mm-hmm. people. You you can't go against God's word when it says that you should or you shouldn't do something. Right. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. Guess what? Pride Month is all about your own Desire. desires. Yep. It's all about that. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything that you do. And just as God chose you is holy for the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Is there anything about transgender lifestyle, the LGBTQ plus pride month? Is there anything that says that's holy? No. Okay. And I think anybody, any Christian that has any, uh, um, conviction would say the same thing. Yeah. And you would live that. Yeah. You're not going to back down. Yeah. You know, that's why I got so infuriated with Christians who just gave kowtow to the government during COVID because, um, that's exactly, you, you lived your life in fear. Right. You, you watched the news. I know, I know you watched the news because you were, you are regurgitating everything that you've heard. It was, re- mm-hmm. it was despicable to hear all that stuff again. Yeah. And, and it's despicable if we don't follow first Peter chapter, you know, one. This is crazy. It's a yeah. really good verse. Yeah. And so what, what I did on Sunday was I broke down those four verses mm-hmm. and we looked at five different, I took a play out of Craig Brad's handbook. Did you? We, we leveled up in five different areas. Um, level one. Level one. But before we get to level one, um, first Peter one, one and two, I, I wanted to look at, um, kind of the context. I think context is very important when we're reading scripture to understand kind of what's going on. I'm glad you're reading and, this. These are a lot of pronunciations in that I don't want. To I got you. Okay. And so Peter starts off his letter by saying, this letter is from Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to God's chosen people who are living as foreigners in the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Look at you. God the Father. I love words. God the Father knew you and chose you long ago, and his spirit has made you holy. There it is already. As a result, you have obeyed 
him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more grace and peace. And so he's writing here to these early Christians. They are um, living in a land that's foreign to them. And as you continue to read through the book of Peter, you realize that they're being persecuted, that they're suffering trials. But Peter's encouraging them to stay on the course, mm-hmm, to put mm-hmm. their trust in God, to strive for holiness, to obey right. God. And so we we kind of leveled up um, with those four verses. Level one was prepare your mind. And it goes back to that First Peter one thirteen that you read already. So prepare your minds for action. And that's so important. I mean, I can't tell you how important that is to yeah. to get your mind ready and um, to get your mind ready to to do what what God is calling you to do. Um, I like Romans eight six. Mm-hmm. Um, so letting your sinful nature, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to what death. death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to what life, life and, and peace. peace. And um, you know. I, I really wish Christians would get this. I, I, it, I, I think I've said this numerous times. I have a, I have a really a hurt in my heart for the Christian community who don't get this. So, yep. you know, let your, your, that's who you once mm-hmm. were. You can't right. support that. Um, you know, it's like if you support the pride, if you support abortion, folks, I'm telling you again, if you vote for these people, you're not a Christian. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Yep. You can't be. There's mm-hmm. no way possible that you could do this. There's no way possible. I mean, what our government and what the the clown in the White House, they make Charles Manson look yep. like Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. They make Ted Bundy look good. I mean, these people are devious and wicked. Yeah. And Christians support this. I, I, I don't get it. I, I just don't get it so when you when you talk about you know leveling up you know folks you've got to prepare your mind mm-hmm. level up prepare your mind this, this is huge because right now. the truth is is that your mind it's going to try to convince you to take the easy way out every time oh it's going to try to convince you that you're right even even though you know you're wrong because it doesn't want the conflict it wants to go the easy way out i started i talked about you know when i started running back in january even this morning okay i How failed are you Thirty-eight, okay, midlife crisis. You know, running midlife yeah, right. crisis. But I'm thirty. I'm thirty-eight. Anyways, this morning I failed at this because this morning I woke up and I said, you know, some mornings I wake up, my feet hit the floor, I'm, I'm dressed, I'm out the door, ready to go running. But then other mornings I have to fight against my mind and I lay there and it's like, oh, do I want to go? My legs are sore. It sounds windy. I know it's cold outside. This morning I failed. I woke up, my alarm went off. I'm like, uh, I'm gonna sleep for another half an hour because I got time and then I'll get up and run. Half an hour later, my alarm goes off. What did I do? Mm, I'll run tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Exactly. My mind was not prepared, and my mind won. No. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, you will convince yourself. Um, I, I've always said this. Me and you and everybody else, we are our own worst enemies. Absolutely. Uh, Satan's not our worst it's, enemy. It, we yep. are. Yep. Because we, we, we talk ourselves into so much stuff. We talk ourselves into fears and worries and anxieties. The, the verse that you have next, I think is really good. Yes. Second Corinthians 4, 4 says, Satan, who is the God of this world, you need to know this. Yep. So when people said, why did God let this happen to you? Why are you talking about Satan? Because he's the God of this world, but God is Little in control. G. So, G. right. God, but God's still in control. Exactly. You need to understand that. Mm-hmm. Satan has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. And you have to realize something. They're not seeing the truth of God. They're unable to see the glorious light of God, um, good, of good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is exact 
the exact likeness of God. Yep. They don't get it. They're yep. they're not going to get it. That's why right. that's why Dodger Stadium, they got these two idiots um climbing over each other and gyrating a on Jesus. a cross. Yeah. They don't get it. But you know what? Some Christians won't say anything about that. Right. Somebody will bring that up and nobody you you'll be dead silent at your work mm-hmm. because you're afraid. You're afraid you lose your job, you're afraid you're going to get right. slapped on the wrist. Folks, stop being afraid because yeah. you know what? Your life is like a vapor. It's soon going to be gone and guess what? You're going to be standing in front of God and yep. now what's going to happen? Yep. And I said, you know, that verse could have been written yesterday. Oh, 100%. Um, here, here's another one. Paul says to the church in Ephesus, Ephesians four seventeen through 19, with the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do. He's like, you may be living among the Gentiles, but you, you can't live like them. He says, for they are hopelessly confused. We see that everywhere today. People are just so confused. Yeah, they are. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. And I said, so often in the Bible, those two things are connected, the mind and the heart. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. And he closes out in verse 19, says, they have no sense of shame. 100%. They live for lustful pleasure. 100%. And eagerly practice, eagerly practice every kind of impurity. 100%. That's our culture. Paul wrote this to the church in the United States. Yeah, last night. Right? I mean, it could have been. Last night. Last night. Last night. The Bible is more timely today than it, than it was 40 been. years it, ago it on the is. last episode of yeah. Nash. I'm yeah. telling you. Absolutely. It, it gets more timely every single day because you know why? We're seeing the fulfillment of God in his prophecy being done right now. We're seeing stuff taking place in this world that I thought, uh, honestly, I thought I'd never, never see. see. I, mm-hmm. I thought I'd never see this. I never thought I'd be at this point right now. Right. I, I just never thought I'd see this. I never thought I'd seen an assault against God. Mm-hmm. I, I know I know people have always had that, you know, but I've never seen an all-out bona fide assault against yeah. God. Yeah. I've never seen just the the way that, you know, um, if you actually term it in the right pers- – I heard the other day that literally the LGBTQ gay community and all that only is about 22% of, of – of what we see, but we are kowtowing to 22% mm-hmm. Christian communities more than that, yeah. but we can't, we can't do anything right? because it's an evil satanic agenda. It's assault against God guys. It's not, it's not an assault against, you know, anything else. It's bona fide 100% against God. And, well, and I think and I that, love this passage that yeah. points it out so clearly. And I think we um, can't say anything because Satan has convinced us that, well, Jesus would be accepting of them. Jesus you know, would love them. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and that's that not is, the way you term love. Jesus, God's love, and the world's definition of love are on the opposite ends of the spectrum, and that's what that's what Christians have to understand. You know, is that when the world says, "Oh well," but Jesus calls you to love us. Yes. Right. But you have taken the definition of love and taken it to mean something else. God's love said, "You know what? You're sinful." You cannot reconcile yourself to me. You cannot restore yourself to me. So because of your sin, you're going to go to hell if I don't step in. Right. And God's like, okay, I love you so much that I'm going to kill my son. Right. I'm going to place my son on the cross for you. That's love. Mm -hmm. He gave up his son's life so that we could be made right with him. Well, it's that's 100% because, um, you know, I think that we have – like like I said, um, we have – what's the term? Um, we have watered down Jesus and God's mm-hmm. word so mm-hmm. much. And, um, you know, uh, 
Yeah, the Bible talks about God disciplining us. Yes. Uh, he does. Yep. And sometimes the discipline is not good. Mm-hmm. And we I talk mean, about that here in, in a little bit. Too. Yeah. So, I mean, God will, God does what he has to do to get your attention. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. I, I really have a difficult time, you know, sometimes with how weak we make God. Yeah. I mean, we make Satan so powerful and God so weak. We make Jesus right. so pasty white. He was cowardly. Yeah. Yeah. He, he just looks, yeah. He just looks like he, he needs a transfusion or something right. like that. Right. It's like, wow, he looks so sick. That's not the way Jesus would yeah. have been, man. He would have been dominant. He would have been strong. Yeah. He would have been loving. Exactly. But, um, guess who was his forerunner who set it up? John the Baptist. So that tells you something. Right. Am I right? Right. Uh, I think that we've got this whole different look of Jesus than what it actually is. Oh, absolutely. And so when somebody like me or you or somebody starts to turn the tide to say, here's what Jesus mm-hmm. looks like, truthfully from God's word, yes. yep. not what you've been made to think by somebody or a grandparent or a parent or an aunt and uncle or society, but this is what God's word says. Right. Well, people are like, oh, I don't know about that. You're no, right. it is 100% that. Yeah. Jesus is a tough guy. Yes, he is. He's a tough dude. Level two. Exercise self control. This is going to be short. We need to. Roll. It is. Yeah. So, First uh, Peter one thirteen. So prepare your mind for minds for action and exercise self control. Again, wording here is important. These are mm-hmm. action words. Exercise and prepare. And I talked yep. about how you know if you want to build muscle, if you want to get stronger, you don't sit on the couch and eat a bag of potato chips every day, do you? No, you don't. You got to put in the work. You've got to go to the gym. You got to lift weights. You've got to run. You've got you know get that right that um, regiment in. Right. Because if you want to build muscle, what do you have to do? You have to work those muscles out. You have to allow those muscles to tear mm-hmm. and then to heal themselves so they get bigger, they get stronger. And that's what he's saying. You have to exercise self-control. And so when it comes to self-control, that means we may be fighting against things that um, our, our minds, our bodies are telling us right. that we deserve Exactly. Um, every single day of our life from today until the day we die. It's not a one-time deal. It's an exercise. Okay. You don't just exercise one time and bang, your muscles exactly. are huge. No, you know, you're going to get tempted. It takes a while. It's going to take a while. It may take the rest of your life. You're going to get tempted. You got to exercise self-control. Proverbs uh, 25, 27 to 28. Here's the honey we were talking about earlier. Right. It's not good to eat too much honey. doesn't say it's not good either. to eat honey. Exactly. But if you eat too much, you're going to get sick. Right. And it's not good to seek honors for yourself. Here we go again with pride. A person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. City with broken down walls makes it vulnerable. Well, if we um, seek honors for ourselves, if we become prideful and, and we become like a city with broken down walls, you know, we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, to be attacked by Satan. Um, you know, there's no self-control anywhere today. Second Timothy 3, 2 through 4 said people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. We see that everywhere. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. Again, was this written last weekend? I think so. Goodness gracious. I did. Uh, does that, does that passage just totally describe what we see today? Mm-hmm. I mean, guys, this is 100%. crazy how much the Bible is so alive. It's, it it yeah, amazes me. Exactly. Level number three was our hope and salvation. You know, we, um, we can be, um, we can exercise self control because of our hope and salvation. 
uh, back in verse 13 one more time here. So prepare your minds for action, exercise self-control. Then he says, put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. We have to. That's a very good verse. Like that's the what fifth time we've heard this today. But yeah. I like. Um, I mean, you underlined that. I um, you know Sunday put all your hope in yeah. the gracious on the in the gracious salvation, and, and that's true. You got to put all your hope in yeah. that. I mean, that's what we were you know talking about earlier. I mean, my hope is in Jesus Christ. My hope is in. Um, Eternity. That's my hope. My hope's not in who wins the next election. My hope is not in, you know, this or that or anything else. My hope is solely in what Jesus Christ is in my life and spending eternity with him. I can't wait to go, to be honest with you. I know people have said, oh, absolutely. Oh, it sounds like you had a death wish. No, I, I, you know what? I'm going to keep doing what God wants me to do while I'm here. But if he wants to take me out now, this is not my home. I am ready to yeah. go. I've been ready to go for a while, and I'm ready to go. I'm right. ready to go and and spend some time with God and get on to the next uh, get yep. on to the next part of my life. And yep. um, but I'm looking forward to it. Exactly, I really am. Now, I said we don't get to um, pick and choose when we place our hope in God. No, it says put all your hope. You know, I, I said so often that when when things are uncertain is when I want to try to have control. Right. But when things are smooth sailing, it's like, okay, God, I'll give you the reins now. Well, that's not what God calls us to do. Um, he finishes, Peter finishes that section out, um, in verse 21. He says, through Christ, you have come to trust in God and you have placed your faith and hope in God because why? Because he raised Christ from the dead and gave him great glory. You know, we're not serving a God who, you know, died, was right. put in a grave and that was it. Yep. We're serving a risen savior. Um, and so we have to level up by placing our hope in salvation. Level number four was be obedient. Yep. And here's that, that idea of obedience. And I said, you know, as a parent, that's what we want to hear. You know, as a parent, it's like, yeah, absolutely. My kids must be obedient to me. But then when the tables are turned on us, it's like, hey, Craig, you need to be obedient. It's like, right. oh, that just right. sets, it sets a little different, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, right, right, right. So you had a verse, uh, again, we read it earlier, First uh, Peter one fourteen. So you must live as God's obedient children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You did not know any better then. Yep. And um, I think the uh, the the uh, phrasing that I think is important is that live as God's obedient children. Yep. And so what's that what's that look like in your life? I mean, yep. seriously, what's that look like in your life? And how are you going to do that? How, if you've looked back over the last several days of your life, have you lived as God's obedient children in thoughts, actions, actions. words, your heart? Internal things. Um, are you living as God's obedient children? And, and, and it's very difficult um, to really analyze yourself because, again, we give ourselves a free pass. We say we're better than we actually are. But I've come to the conclusion that we're not better than that. We're, right. we're just like everybody else. We, we only claim Jesus Christ because mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is what we what you know, what we're after. Yep. So um, I said that I, I should have had your bitmoji up there or something because I said that, you know, you reminded us a couple weeks ago that God gives us rules to follow, not because he wants to um, be rude to us, not because he wants to control us, but because why he wants to protect us just as we as parents want to right. protect our kids. Um, and you said last week, we've never let our kids play in, in route four. I'd never, I don't even let my kids go close to route right. four because of how crazy people are and the dangers that are there. Why is it because I want to, you know, put a damper on them having fun? No, it's because I want to protect them. It's because I love them. I care about them. And so that's why God gives us rules. And the truth is, is that, you know, people say, well, God's rules are outdated. God's rules need to change because society needs to change. Let's read this from what Jesus said about God's work, God's rules. Matthew chapter 5, 18 through 19. 
He said, I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. So if you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So when someone says the Bible's outdated or when someone says, you know what? The culture has changed, so God needs to change with the culture. God needs to be more accepting with the culture. No. What did Jesus say? The smallest detail of God's law, God's rules, will not disappear mm-hmm, mm-hmm. until he comes back. Exactly. Um, you know, the Bible talks about, the Apostle Paul writes that there's going to be great falling away. Yeah. And he's yep. talking about, you know, basically the Christian community. Yep. And, uh, I've and I foresee, think you've seen that. Oh, big time. Since two, Since 2020. Yep. Oh, I've not seen anything like it, but, and it's only been like three, three and a half years or a little over oh. three years since then. I can't tell you what it's going to be like three years from mm-hmm. now, but guaranteed it's going to be worse. Uh, people you see in church today, you won't see again. Yep. People who say they're Christians aren't going to be Christians. Yep. They're going to, they're going to slowly fall head over heels backwards yep. and lap the culture's, uh, propaganda up with yep. a fork and spoon like it's the best ice cream on the planet. And, um, cause I see it happening now. Yep. Um, you know, you, you can see it and, um, it's just, it saddens me. It makes, it makes me sad. It makes me so sad. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, Romans chapter six, verses 15 and 16, it says, well, then since God's grace has set, set us free from the law, does that mean that we can go on sinning? Of course not. Don't you realize that you became a slave of whatever you choose to obey? And this is true. Yeah. Whatever you choose to obey, whatever gets more time than God is, mm-hmm. it, you're a slave to. You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, and you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God, I like that exclamation mm-hmm. point. Once you were slaves, once you were slaves to sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey His teachings uh, that we have given you. Here's the key in that: now you wholeheartedly yes obey His teaching. Yep, not half. Yep, not a partial. Yep. not on Sunday. You wholeheartedly obey God's teachings. That means. You're not going along with the culture. That means yep. you're not going to go along with a family member mm-hmm. who goes against God's word. Yep. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to be harsh. Right. You can definitely be loving and say, you know what? Here, I, I agree 100% with the word of God and here's what I believe. Yep. I'm going to pray that you do too because I truly believe this is the way to life. Yeah, because this I care about something. you. I love exactly. you. I want to see you in heaven with me. You don't have to be rude. You don't have to exactly. be a jerk. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love what Paul is saying there. And that leads us to our final, um, well, level. there's a lot of levels, level five. This is more levels than Mario. Mario level five is be holy. And this one, I said, How we can't did you go like 50 minutes, yeah, 53. Um, yeah. I said this one, we can't attain on our own in this level. Honestly, we'll probably not be able to fully reach until, um, we're in heaven with God, but, but you can be holy. You can be holy. It's, it's, you know, a few months ago, I talked about sanctification. That's what this is. It's that idea of striving to be holy, striving to be like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in First Peter 15, 1, 15 through 16, he finishes that section out that we kind of camped in. He says, but you, now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy, for the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. Uh, again, I think that his words are intentional here. He doesn't yeah. say some of the time when it's convenient. And very convicting. Yeah, he says in everything you mm-hmm. do. And then I read this quote from Louis Giglio um, on this section of scripture. Gosh, I hope he doesn't go woke. I hope he doesn't go woke either. <laughs> Please, Louis, stay straight. Um, in more ways than one. <laughs> right. Um, oh, my. But Louis said this, talking about this section in First Peter 1, he says, God is saying, 
in Christ, I'm going to make you sacred and set apart. You're not going to act like everybody at your business. You're not going to live like everybody in your condominium. You're not going to watch everything that everybody else thinks is amazing. And no, you're not going to be holier than thou. You're going to become holy because thou art holy. And he's saying, you know, you're not going to be a stick in the mud. You're not going to be mm-hmm. a staunch Christian, you know, thumbing your nose at everybody. No, right. you're going to strive for holiness. You're going to strive to be holy because God's holy. Exactly. Um, and I said, you know, this may not be what you want to hear this morning, but striving to live a holy life may mean that you stop watching a certain television show. Right. It may mean that you, um, you know, stop shopping at a um, certain store because they... I've known Christians, people who've put their jobs because mm-hmm. it was a terrible... Um, Right. Um, what do you call it? Toxic place to be. Yes. In. Yep. Uh, that it was just vile is yep. what they were saying. There was no way that they were going to be able to help change that. Right. Right. Uh, because it was affecting them. Exactly. And not that that's the, I mean, we should, and this person did all that they could do, you yep. know, talking yep. to people. They just want to listen to it. Right. Because sometimes right. you just got to make that decision. Yep. So Exactly. It may mean you, I said, you, you know, it may mean you cut a streaming service. We did. I mean, anybody that's listened to the podcast knows we cut Disney Plus. Why did we do that? We did that because I'm my kid's parents. Disney's not my kid's parent. They don't get to choose what's right and wrong for my kid. They 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 don't get to shove their agenda down my kid's throat. Although I would like to use their theme song uh, from. Because uh, I just can't wait to be king. Thank you, Justin Bieber. Yes, that was Jonathan Taylor <laughs> Thomas, right? Um, but you know, but it, you know, we did do that, and and there are times where my kids are like, "Oh, I wish I could watch that," and mm. some of their stuff is good. Yep. You know, some of their stuff, you know, and, and so we'll let them watch certain things. Well, we dropped a Netflix a, oh, yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, Netflix was uh, when uh, they came cuties. out with that whole, yeah. Thing. Yeah. And, and I was watching a couple shows on Netflix. Right. right. And, um, and I'll be honest with you, I looked at Nina, I was like, oh man, I, 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 this is going to be hard. She's like, I know we, but we have to do it. And I'm like, oh, no doubt. Absolutely. Um, and you know, really, I haven't missed it. Exactly. I haven't missed and, and my kids and really Why would haven't... I even get involved? I mean, it really is a boob tube. It is. I mean, I don't even know why we watch it. It is right. a boob tube. I mean, exactly. It's crazy. And, and so, you know, God never said it was going to be easy, Mm-mm. you know, and, and that's what I told everybody. It's like, I'm not just, you know, blowing smoke. I'm breathing hot air up here. Like, I'm not telling you to do something that I've not done. Our family's done it. We've cut things. Um, but you've got to, you know, we've got to have that conviction. And I, so I'm not telling you, you've got to do those things, but I'm telling you to search your heart right, and strive for holiness. And if that's what holiness looks like, then maybe it's time to, to cut that. Maybe right. it's time to stop shopping at that exactly. store. Um, you know, exactly. you, you and I quit shopping, shopping. Quit drinking Starbucks eight, nine, ten years ago. However long I, it's been, so long I can't remember. I quit. I, I decided to quit watching The Chosen yesterday. <laughs> it's yesterday. It's been the longest eighteen hours of my life. Exactly right. But but you do. You have to. And that's probably the toughest thing is that you know when it's a ministry. Um. You know. Right. You, you have to. You, you've got to say no. That's not right. You do have to say. You've no. got to stand on God's truth, on God's word, and and be consistent. And so I closed out with this good verse, very good verse. Romans chapter twelve, one and two. And I said, you know, Romans twelve one gets a lot of a lot of hype, and Romans twelve two kind of gets shoved to the back burner because Romans twelve one is hyped up so much. But I think they're both they both go together, and they're both so important. And Paul says, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you. To give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. And so I said, you know, our worship's not what happens on Sunday mornings. Exactly. That's a continuation of our worship. We get to join together with the body of Christ to worship, but we should be worshiping through the week with the way we act, with the way we think, with the way we respond, with the words that we speak, with the thoughts that we think. Right. That's our worship. That's what Paul is saying. And then he says this, Romans 12, 2, don't 
copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Right. I love it. Yep. I love that verse. I, I that that just is a phenomenal verse. Um and it's one that you can hear multiple times a day and it still speaks to you. Mm-hmm. And I lo- and I love that. Yeah. So, but good job Sunday. I Thank you. I watched from the campground and Must um, be nice. It was, yeah, it was very nice and That's awesome. Um, planning on doing that again this Sunday. So, why you lead off? I'm not leading anything off. I mean, I'll be here to lead worship. I guess you need to get a couple more songs then. Well, we can do that. Oh, I'm sure you can. Yeah. One more Hillsong song oh, for 15 gosh. minutes. There's so. another <laughs> entity that's just going up in smokes right now. Gosh, yeah. they've got their own set of Yeah, they do. But anyway, problems. good job. And, um, thank you. Um, it was good to, good to watch. I, I saw you moved my, um, lectern. You, I, I did. Yeah. Well, I'm like five foot five yeah. and I look like the lollipop guild standing behind that thing. We'd well, we like wanna... to welcome you to Munchkin Land. <laughs> I'm always amazed when I watch the live stream how huge that TV looks on TV, especially by me. Well, the thing about it is, it's really it's only was it 42 inches, 44? I think it's 50. Is it really? I, I think it is. I didn't think it was that big. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Okay, it looks huge. It does. There. It looks huge. But anyway, just a recap, real quick. Thank, um, again, thank you very much. Uh, this Sunday, June fourth, is graduation Sunday. Um, if you've got a graduate, you have not let us know, uh, haven't let us know. Please uh, call the church and um, get on that. If you got the connecting with Craig email today, I'm sticking, right? Um, it was the form is connected to it's, that, so it's you can linked just in there. That. Yep. Yeah, or give a call to Clint Matlack. Also, on uh, this Sunday, June fourth, busy day. This it Sunday, is a big busy day. Um, it is promotion day for our kids and they're going to be move uh, that that will be moving into kindergarten and up yep kids will move into the next grades classroom for kids clubs and kids that have just finished the fifth grade will move upstairs to the middle school class and those who have just finished the eighth grade will be moving on to high school yep and they will be into the sanctuary that's right they'll be with king me king me and that also means that um you know those Sixth grade incoming sixth graders will, that will move up into youth group not only get to go upstairs Sunday morning, but you can come back Sunday night for youth group. Um, summer kickoff is this coming Sunday from five to six thirty. We'll meet at the shelter house. We got some fun food, games, fun food. I've never fun heard food. of fun food. Fun food. What's, what's fun food? Yeah, we'll see. We'll have to see. Come on, give us a hint. No, is it Twizzlers? What's fun, comma food, okay, comma gotcha, gotcha. games. So we have, uh, what, uh, about three weeks left on the baby bottle campaign this Sunday. Father's Day, yep. Yep. So if you haven't gotten your bottle, go ahead and grab one this Sunday, fill it up. If you even have one, want to try another one, do that too. Um, we've already mentioned, um, we are doing King Me starting this Sunday. I'm looking forward to it. We're starting off with King Saul. That big what dumb jock. Here we go. What a guy. He's going to be fun. And, uh, so we hope you guys come and join us. We're going to be looking at King Saul, King David, and King Solomon, and hopefully some stuff that you've never heard before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited about it. Exactly. Vacation Bible School is just around the corner. Put it on your calendar, July 10th through 14th. It's 5.30 to 7.30. If you would like to help out, please contact the church office. And, um, you know, it's just ready for the summer, ready for Weather's warmed up. Oh, it's awesome. I'm digging yeah. it. So, so much for the, uh, um, short podcast. Yeah. We're an hour in. Well, so welcome to your regularly scheduled programming. Two days later. Two days later. 
Yeah, two days later. So, yeah, I'm sure that as we uh, podcast through this month, um, oh, it's going to be a joy. Bear with us. Um, it's going to be fun, and um, yeah, it's going to be brutal. Wear my rainbow tights for you next Monday. <sighs> I do not have rainbow tights. Come on, you know better than that. See, here's the thing: I don't know better than that. I actually saw your tights. I don't know better than that. I don't know what you're coming out with. You're waiting on beep season. You wear tights. You wear what are those ballerina shoes you run in? I, I mean, what are you wearing? Those green shoes? Yeah. Those things are awesome. They're Sockenies. I had to cut... The socks? Sockeny. Oh. I had to cut my other running shoes that I was wearing because they put out a pride shoe, Brooks, every year. And uh <laughs> just like the Chosen, um, you know, is supporting the um, rainbow flag, I'm not going to support your rainbow tights. <laughs> I think we need to take the rainbow back. I think we do too. The rainbow is God's anyways. You know, it's a tragedy that we can't display a rainbow. Exactly. How, how satanic is that? Uh huh. He took what was holy and, and a promise good of and God. A promise of God. And turned it into something. Hey, that's a demonic. Smooth, that's a smooth character right he there. He knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Well, on that note. We hope that you have had a great week so far as we're halfway through the week and hope you have a great week. Um, or maybe you're listening to us three months from now. We still hope you're having a great week. Exactly. So, Craig, you have a good rest of your day. I will because um, I'm preparing for June 1st. Oh, baby. Here we go. Awesome. <laughs> Here we go. You guys have a good day. See ya. Bye.